Hello, this is How to PhD Season 2, Episode 1. This week, we're going to be talking about productivity boosters you can start using to help you manage your time and effort more efficiently. Hello again and welcome back to the show. It's wonderful to talk to you all again. My name is Aaron and actually in a how to PhD first. This week I am not joined by Julia. She is away right now uh, doing a bit of traveling and visiting family but we sat down and we decided you know what we we should crack on and get at least the first episode recorded um, and so here we are we're, we're back and this is my, my first solo endeavor on the how to PhD podcast so hopefully um, it's uh, it's as good as usual um, and we're back after our long break with with new episodes and a new format so we talked a lot Julian and myself and we decided actually perhaps it's best to switch to a more focused season format and I think you know a lot of this is that it takes a lot of time to plan and produce the show um, and each episode you know working our jobs it just became perhaps um, yeah too time consuming to really ensure that we were delivering high quality content that's useful for you guys um, and so this way we think we can we've dedicated a ton of time in the last two months to sit down and really think about 10 tip-packed episodes and I'm really excited about some of the stuff that's coming up. Um, We've got things on working with your supervisors again, perhaps uh, with more dominant supervisors um, and sort of hidden secrets of publishing and how to play the system with H indexes and keywords and choosing keywords. Some really, really cool stuff. So very excited with this new format uh, and hopefully you guys find it useful because then at least you'll know kind of um, that it will be coming weekly for, for 10 weeks, for 10 episodes. Uh, and there'll be a bit more of a consistency there. Um, So let's kick things off with episode one. So today we are talking about productivity boosters. Now, often uh, we can find ourselves perhaps not using our time uh, in the best possible way. Um, And a lot of this really is to do with how we schedule our day. And I'm certainly guilty of this now, even two and a half years after my doctorate, um, that often I can reflect on my day and I think actually I don't think I was as productive as I could have been. Um, so let's get started um, with around thinking about how you can refine your daily schedule. So let's talk about the natural start to any day which is the morning right and I would say good productive days really start in the morning and when I say morning I'm not talking about from the moment you get into the office but actually I'm talking about the moment you actually wake up right it's those first few seconds or minutes when you open your eyes and you're waking up that actually you can do some little things that I think will really get your productivity and mentality off in the right direction so um, I think the key thing is to just start the day the first thing you do with just something productive right and it can be literally anything productive right so it could be that you say to yourself okay when you wake up you're going to commit yourself to getting out of bed and you're going to make your bed right you're going to fold the duvet you're going to puff up your pillow clean out the sheets you know just you know straighten them out um and just taking a bit of time to do that right it's a good thing you know we should all make our bed it's a nice thing to do it's a productive thing to do and just but it's relatively simple, right? And that's and that's the powerful thing about it. It just gets your mind off into the right 
frame uh, in, in right into the right mindset. And it could be another thing like taking the time to make a nice cup of tea or a, you know, cup of coffee, uh, perhaps doing a five minute morning stretch routine. You could read a book. Um, you could just simply sit up in bed and, you know, have a look outside the window. You know, it could be something. And but when you look outside the window, you know, perhaps you kind of do a bit of meditation. You do a bit of deep breathing. There's so many things you can do. Um, and, and this is something I've really started doing. So I used to when the first thing I did when I wake up is I would jump on straight onto my phone. I would then, you know, hop on Twitter or Instagram and I'll be looking at that stuff. And you could say, OK, well, you know, aren't you just you're kind of just using your time on social media. What's the difference between that and, say, just reading a book? Right. I mean, both of them are not helping you towards you know, progressing on your PhD. But I'd say that the significant difference between, you know, social media and actually doing something like reading a book is that, you know, social media is designed in such a way that it's designed to keep you hooked and it's it's it triggers all of those things which we are now learning a lot about which is just not good for us you know so for example you know you hop on twitter and the first things you're seeing in the morning are someone's published a paper or the government is doing something terrible which is the case here in the uk at the moment right and you see the news and you might see the fact that somebody is on holiday and is lounging on a beach somewhere and you're in your bed you know, getting ready for the workday. It's, it's, I think it reinforces a lot of negative things. And I think it's, it's a very powerful tool. And look, um, if it wasn't for social media, then in many ways, a lot of you would never have heard of the podcast. So it has its benefits. And certainly in the research community, it has a lot of benefits. But um, starting your day with that, I think there are better things you can do. So, you know, just do something productive that you enjoy um, and commit yourself to it. So, it, it can be hard to break that habit of whatever you do in the morning. And certainly, again, for me, you know, to not pick up my phone in the morning is is actually really difficult because I think, oh, OK, what if someone's messaged me or, or I've missed some notification? It's it's difficult to let go of that habit, but really try and commit yourself to it. And the best way to do that is to write down what you want to achieve. So if you're going to do a workout, if you're going to do a morning stretch, then tell your friend or your partner, tell, uh, write it down on a piece of paper and, and set it by your bedside table. Um, if you're doing a workout, for example, you could lay out your workout clothes on the chair or, you know, on the foot of the bed, uh, you know, ready for the next morning. Right. So really try and commit yourself to it and and, and try do this for a week. And I think you find that this tiny little change, right? So it's not a PhD productivity thing, but it's a product. It's a sort of productivity thing for you for your mind, I guess. Um, and try it for a week and and just see what a difference it makes into how you think about the day. Um, and I promise you, you will get a bit of a buzz from the fact that you knowing that you've started your day in a good way, in a, in a way that's positive, um, and you can take that forward into the rest of your day, which I think is really, really powerful. So now, once you've got up, you've done your little productivity thing for the day to get you started, you're changed, you're ready, and you're heading into the office. Let's talk about what you should do once you get into the office or your home office uh, and how you should start your work day. Okay, so let's talk about how to start the workday. 
Now, I think a good thing to think about now is just kind of reflect on your day and, and just keep in the back of your mind, just how does your day go usually and, and how do you begin the day and how does it progress, right? So just keep that in the back of your mind. So um, rather confusingly uh, with this episode, um, how you start the day in the office actually, I truly believe, starts with the evening before or the, the afternoon before when you're leaving work. And I think what's really important as you end your day, the previous day, um, is to make sure you take a note of the jobs that you want to do for tomorrow, right? And and I really have to emphasize to be really specific with these jobs that you set yourself out for the next morning, right? So they shouldn't be tasks that are kind of one big massive one. So for example, um, you know, one of the tasks for your next morning shouldn't be uh, complete the background section, right? Because it's it's too large and it's not very specific, but it could be something like read more about the argument supporting electric vehicles or uh, be sure to read papers one and three and five in my Mendeley library, for example. Um, so give yourself really specific tasks the night before. And and what I do is I use post-it notes. Um, oh, this is how I used to do it in my PhD. So I'd have a bunch of post-it notes. I'd, the evening before when I'm leaving work, I would write down what I needed to do, really specific tasks for the next morning, and I'll stick them on my monitor. So that means when I get into the office, so the first thing I see on my monitor is a little visual reminder that I have these specific things, but I see what I have to start with. And I think it's that knowing how you're going to start is so powerful and it just gives you that bit of specificity uh, to really kickstart your day. And I think that's really, really strong. So as I said, I use uh, post-it notes and stick them on my monitor. And then as I tick them off in the morning, um, I would take them off. And there was something quite therapeutic about, you know, ripping that post-it note off the monitor as I completed each job. It was just this really great visual uh, reminder or this visual feedback that I was getting that, yeah, I am being productive and I'm ticking off my jobs. Now, these days I I use an app um, and we'll talk some more about different app recommendations at the end of this episode. Um, But it's the same thing. You tick them off as you go. But the, the thing that I really want to impart on you is to be really specific with these reminders um, with these tasks uh, and that way you get you give yourself a very good um, kind of uh, start to the day um, but you know what I want to emphasize then is that you know perhaps you know when you end the day the, the day before when you write out these tasks there may be some which are naturally more difficult than others right and that's going to happen you know some might be send an email to your supervisor about this and another one might be say read more papers about this particular complex argument or if you're in the lab perhaps it's to do some bit of lab work um so start immediately when you sit down and you see those post-it notes or you look at your app and you see your tasks start immediately on the most challenging thing for the day okay so don't put it off set yourself in that mindset that yes you know i've had a productive start you know i got up i read my book or i did a stretch now i'm going to start on the most challenging thing do not open twitter or linkedin or facebook um start away and and i think that the straight away and i think the key thing is to let go of this idea of building into the day right so we don't want to think of the day as this gentle ramp up 
into productivity, right? So I'm going to get in at nine and I'm going to start at maybe like 10, 20% effort and I'm going to have a look at social media and LinkedIn and then I'm going to build up slowly and then by 10 o'clock I'm going to be at full power and, you know, doing um, everything that I need to. Let's get rid of that idea, okay? So reset, you're going to start the day straight away. So don't open Twitter or LinkedIn because those things just, again, they suck out the energy from that morning boost that you can really, really use. Um, and so just get into the mindset of st starting straight away. Um, and and often that can be the biggest productivity killer um, at the start of the day, you know, is that kind of feeling that you should build into it. Give it a go, start straight away and see what you feel like. It might not work for you, but give it a shot and, and keep these things in mind. Then as you get to lunch, I think it's really important midday to use that as a clear break in the day. So, you know, talk to other people, try and make an effort to perhaps, you know, to your colleagues to step away from their desk and, and go to the cafeteria or a social space and have that time to reset and uh, have that downtime and this is the perfect opportunity to now jump on those social media things uh, and to just enjoy your time and to really uh, yeah take that time to step away from the table um, and then as you go back into the afternoon it's I found it's very difficult to avoid the afternoon slump right but then again you know set in your mind again you know perhaps as you finish the morning as you're heading into lunch you know write down some of the tasks that you want to do for the afternoon stick them on the monitor um, and then when you get back, you have something that reminds you of what, where your direction is and what you're aiming to do. And again, just that simple change of just setting your tasks out for the next section of the day and being really specific could just be all that's needed to maintain productivity uh, and to just give you that focus. Um, and so really focus again on the task at hand, on the things that you've set yourself out to do. And use these bursts of focused energy, you know, of, of kind of directed, focused productivity to really focus on what you need to achieve. Um, and then, of course, as you end your day, write down the task for the next day. And, and that's and that's how you go. So hopefully that gives you a good idea of the kinds of some some really simple tools that you can use to really boost your productivity. Um, now, of course, it can there can be points where. You have so many things going on in terms of tasks and jobs that you can feel just completely overwhelmed. And I have lost count of the number of times that that happened to me during my doctorate where I just could not see how I could continue on a certain thing because there would be a problem or something wasn't working and I just couldn't see how to continue. And often when you get to this point of feeling overwhelmed, it can just help just to take a second to just say, okay, you know what? Um, I'm just going to give myself another five or 10 minutes to just really focus on seeing if I can get a solution. So you, you're setting a kind of time limit, right? Um, I'm going to give myself 10 more minutes to work out if there's a solution here. And if not, I'm going to call it a day. I'm going to write down as best as I can what needs to happen tomorrow. And I'm going to reset. Um, and often you can find that, yes, you might not get a solution in that moment. And oftentimes I didn't. But because you just gave yourself a time limit of five minutes that you just had this really focused time to think, 
you, either two things happen. One, you actually find a way to, you know, progress and find a solution to whatever problem it is. Or two, you get the problem into, you kind of neaten it up and shape it in a way that it's ready for the next day, right? For you to tackle it the next day. And you never know, like having that time away at home when you relax, you watch TV, and then you go back into the next day and you, and you see that you've spent that time just framing the problem just more specifically, it can really help. So I'll give you a few examples. So when I was in the doctorate, you know, one of the biggest challenges I had was analyzing the data from my final study because that was this eye tracking study and it was, the results were just incredibly complicated in terms of, not in terms of the numbers, but just trying to interpret it and trying to work out what it actually meant for automotive design. Um, and so I would, I realized, you know, I would spend some evenings where I would just get to five, five thirty-six, and I was just kind of, it was really difficult. So I would jump on social media for a bit, then I'd go back to the problem and then I would jump on social media because I couldn't work it out. And I would just kind of click around on Amazon, maybe do a bit of shopping. And then it would just, it would just meander along. And then I realized, okay, you know, I'm just going to set myself when it got to say, you know, five o'clock, I would say, okay, look, five more minutes to try and work this out. And so with this problem, I was trying to understand what the eye tracking data meant. So I just wrote down some basic sentences like um, most people spent this amount of time looking at this information. Uh, these people looked at this information for this many seconds. And I would just describe the results in just super lay language, right? And I would just say, okay, I'm just going to leave that for the next day. And I did. And then when I came back, I realized I started seeing, weirdly, started seeing patterns in the data and actually being able to understand what it meant. Um, and again, it wasn't just an overnight thing. It, it took some days, but just, again, spending that five minutes to just shape that problem up a bit for the next day um, when it feels a bit overwhelming can be hugely beneficial. And of course, if that doesn't help, then just taking a day or two to just have some time away, relax see friends, go do something social, you know, take some leave, it can be so powerful. And just having that time to just set, reset. But again, you know, before you get to that point of resetting or breaking for the day, then just giving it that time to just shape the problem, perhaps in your own words, give it a little bit more thought just to get it ready for when you come back. And I think that's really the reoccurring theme of productivity is getting ready for the next day and, and giving yourself that clear guidance. Um, and remind yourself that, you know, in the end, whatever you're doing with the PhD, you know, you only need to take one tiny little step to be progressing. Right. So it could be like a 0.1 percent uh, step towards the final goal of a chapter or writing the thesis or doing a study to be making progress. Right. So never, ever, um, never, ever undervalue just any bit of progress, even if it's a tiny step in the right direction, even if it's something as simple as uh, just realizing something or shaping a problem in a different way, that is progress towards the final goal. So don't be too hard on yourself um, and really focus on the small wind because that's where, that's where the beauty of the journey of the PhD is really. 
So, wow, I mean, it's very difficult to talk to myself and I feel a little bit crazy talking to myself in this room and recording the show, but hopefully you found that useful. Um, And now, so, we're going to end the show with uh, talking about some quick few uh, tools that we use on a daily basis uh, that we mentioned previously. Um, So some of the apps and programs you can use to help manage your productivity. So relatively short section here of some tools that we use. So one of my favorite apps is an app called Things. Now, I believe it's available on iPhone, iPad and Mac, and I think also on Windows and Android as well. Um, but the, the wonderful thing about this app is that it's it's so beautifully designed in terms of it's really focused on encouraging you to Uh, create these kind of more focused tasks right which you tick off and you organize by when you want to complete it and things like that and I really am a huge fan of that it is quite expensive so um, of course there are free alternatives so for example the reminders app that's built into you know every uh, Apple device but there's also of course equivalent on uh, Android as well Um, there are also there are many many reminders apps available on different app stores on the Google Play Store as well which I would highly recommend Trello is another really good bit of project management software. Um, I would say in my experience using it is probably yeah more on the kind of project management side uh, but perhaps that's your thing you know perhaps you like um, being able to schedule things in that particular way but definitely just go onto these websites like Trello, check out things, use reminders, use these tools at your disposal and there's a lot of online guides out there to help you kind of make the best of use of all those tools. Um, and just experiment and see which one suits your um, your kind of uh, workflow best. Uh, I know a lot of people who use Outlook and, and calendar events for kind of planning what they're going to do during the day, which again is, you know, it's whatever works for you, right? Um, and whatever supports being able to input those really specific tasks and jobs. Uh, And then, of course, another tool that I have started using recently is a Pomodoro timer. So if you haven't heard about this, Pomodoro is this concept where you work in kind of focus bursts of, say, like 10, 15 minutes, and then you take a five minute break. Um, And it's all based on this idea that the brain works best in shorter bursts of focused energy. So again, you know, for some people, this works great. I've started experimenting with it um i find that it works great if i'm say like writing if i know what i'm going to write and i know okay i'm going to do 15 minutes focused writing nothing's going to distract me and then i'm going to take a break for a bit and then i'm going to go back to it um it works i think if you have a specific job if you're in a kind of situation where you're the work is not so clear cut in terms of you're doing an experiment where you're not entirely sure how long it's going to take and taking a break every 15 minutes might not be very good. Um, it doesn't work well for that. But again, it's something, Pomodoro is something to check out. And again, we'll have a link in the show notes section at the website. So do check out some of these tools. Some of them are really quite useful and I've used them on a daily basis. Uh, and we'll have links to all of this stuff, as I said, in the show notes. Well, that brings us uh, to the end of episode one of season two. Um, I'm glad that I managed to uh, solo my way to the end here. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, Thank you so much for listening to How to PhD. And of course, 
As we say every week, if you know of someone who you think could benefit from this episode, then please do share this with them. And of course, if you enjoy listening to How to PhD and you'd like to support us, then you can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts uh, or by visiting our website at howtophd.show and leaving a small donation through Buy Me a Coffee. I have to say that it's incredible that we've had so much support, even when the show has been paused. Um, so many emails, um, loads of one-to-one students um, and people donating their money on Buy Me A Coffee, which especially during these times, you know, when times are so difficult and, and money is really tight, um, it's, we really do appreciate that so much. And it's, it, it is amazing that so many people have supported us so thank you again to everyone who supports us uh, and we appreciate every little bit of support that, that you offer uh, and uh, you know on that point you know do get in touch uh, we love to hear from you contact at how to phd.show is the show's email if you're interested in signing up to a one-to-one session then one-to-one at how to phd.show is the email for that uh, twitter and instagram at how to phd show and these social media handles have been woefully neglected in the last months but we will be uh, kicking that back up uh, as we uh, as we get this season out and rolling so next week it's an episode which i'm very excited about i really wish i knew more about this before i started my phd and it's all about how to choose keywords for your journal such an important thing to know uh, so Thank you again for listening and we will see you all next time.